All right, well, we are live. Kitchen Talks, Pastor Nathan and Lori Hurst. And we're all out of sync here. We're learning how to use some new technology, so we're kind of getting there. Uh, not 100% there yet, but we're, we're, we're getting there. And I think eventually, look at that, my phone's up and it's talking to me while we're going live. Um, <clears throat> but we're getting there. We'll, we'll get it all nailed out. So today we're going to talk about uh, kind of the idea of maintaining uh, a sense of emotional stability and well-being. Scoot over, she says. All right. Emotional stability and well-being in the midst of panic. And uh, as we all know, the world is panicking right now. So please go ahead and post your questions because we want to get to those ASAP. Mm -hmm. We want to get to your questions as soon as we can. So uh, go ahead and put your questions in the chat. We can guarantee we can uh, connect with you there. Also, share doing and that we're actually trying to help in this time of uncertainty. So uh, there's always, always, always something new going on and something new to look at. So one of the things I want to start off with, what? You touched my face. Don't, don't touch your face. You're not, we're already too close anyway. As far as, yeah, yeah we're, we're, it'd be really far back if we had to be six foot apart. Um, and you probably would barely hear us. Uh, Especially me. I know. She's my got definitely the softer now. voice, you know. Oh, I touched mine too. I just touched my nose. Dang it. Stop doing that. I know, I know. Uh, so one of the things we wanted to talk about, though, was if we're going to manage stress and anxiety when there's panic, what do you do? Well, first of all, we got to talk about the concept of your emotional cup, right? Everybody has an emotional cup that we fill up from time to time. Everybody has a cup. You can't get away without dealing with emotions being compacted in your life in some type of container mm -hmm. and what we, what we generally call the emotional cup. Yeah. So once that gets packed, you start to react. And if it gets to the brim and it starts to spill over, then we react. And depending on how you deal with stress... Uh, affects how you react. So if you deal with stress, like you, you throw outbursts, you throw tantrums, when it gets to that, that pinnacle point, yeah, she doesn't do that. I do that. She doesn't do that. But when it gets to that pinnacle point where it boils over and you start screaming and yelling, uh, that's just indicative of the fact that you've hit the limit to your emotional cup. Um, you got to find ways to mitigate that. Maybe you're someone who buries your head in the sand or you just go to your bed and sleep. Sleep. That's her. If there's emotional stress in life, she is taking off for the other room, man. She's in her bed just sleeping, sleeping it off, hoping it'll go away. Yeah. However you react emotionally, maybe you go and you, you do a little bit of retail therapy. Maybe you eat too much, yeah. bake some cakes and cupcakes and go to the Snickers all cabinet. All of the above. <laughs> for many of us, it is all of the above, right? So we've got to figure out how we can mitigate uh, the tension in our emotional cup. So if you do that well, then you never really overflow. You never really explode. Most of us, again, just really aren't good at that. We're not good at managing that. So we have to find ways to poke holes in our cup to let it drain out, seep out. Now, the easy answer is this. Take it to the cross. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. Right? That's easy to say, right? It's easy to say. Hard to do. Very hard to do. And most of us, that's our, that's our catch-22, right? Yeah. We feel our emotional cup being filled. Mm -hmm. And then we go, okay, what do we do? How do we, how do we get that to the next stage where we're depleting our emotional cup? So one of the easiest ways to do that, again, going to the cross, is to start to recite things about yourself about your situation that we find in the Gospels, that we find in the Bible, that help us mitigate the concept. All right, so here's an idea. If you find yourself just super tense and you don't understand life as it is, right, simple thing might be Jesus loves me. That's pretty simple, right? It's a pretty simple thing to say. 
it might, you might just need to rehearse that over and over again. I know I'm a child of God. I know, I, I know I am. I know God's called me. I know God's, he's in love with me. He's got a passion and a purpose for my life. Those are simple things to do. Um, sometimes it takes a little minute for you to, uh, who said I look like <laughs> Seth Rogen? No, he doesn't. I don't look anything like Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm highlighting that one. I do not look like Seth Rogen. I don't look anything like him. We anyway. have heard that That's he hilarious. sounds like him. I've heard, yeah, I've heard I sound like, like Seth Rogen all the time. <laughs> Gee whiz, man, rough crowd out there. Um, anyway, one of the things we can do as we're working through emotional stress, obviously we give it to the cross. The other thing we can do is start to recite scripture affirmatively. Right, yeah. so no weapon formed against me prosper. Any vain tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the children of God. Right? I will not lie or alter the word that comes out of my mouth to my servant. And in that psalm, it says David, but I apply it to myself, Nathan. So there's times where we take, and this is what it means to like take it to the cross or give it to Jesus, where we take these emotionally stressful moments. We feel our, our cup starting to get big and then it's starting to get too full. And then we take a moment and we let it spill out by going and rehearsing things scripture tells us about ourselves. Now that's one way to do it. It's one way to take it to God. Another way is to do meditation, meditation and prayer to just say, okay, I'm going to take this to Jesus. I'm going to put it at the throne room and I'm going to meditate on who God is. Yeah. The feelings of love, the feelings of joy, the feelings of mercy, the feelings of compassion. Well, if you've known me for very long at all, you know, my favorite scripture is John 14, 27. And it says, my peace, I leave with you my peace. I guess the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. That is my go-to scripture. Anytime anxiety comes, because I... I can feel a lot of anxiety and it, that is something that immediately, you know, I throw at my myself and I start meditating on that, saying that, and it, it calms me because that scripture, I let it feed me and build my faith. Mm -hmm. And that's so important because so many times we start getting consumed with the anxiety and the feelings in that. And then we attach ourselves to that anxiety yep. and that almost feels co more comfortable mm -hmm. than you know, actually meditating on the word of God. So when we start meditating on the word of God and then that brings us comfort, that is so huge. Let's eliminate to mitigate the tension mm -hmm. uh, finding our emotional cup. So again, we've got to find ways to deal with the overflow issues, right? The Bible's really clear. It says out of the abundance of the heart flows the issues of, of life or out of the overflow of your heart flows the issues of life. Mm -hmm. It's the concept that once we get too much compaction going on in our emotional core, we blow up, but he does it. Yeah. So one of the things that lends to us mitigating these emotional issues is allowing ourselves not just to figure out how to poke holes in our emotional cup, mm -hmm. but actually moments to like just dispense of the whole thing, to get rid of it mm -hmm. all, right? So scripture study, we can poke holes in our cup. Meditation, we can poke holes in our cup. Yeah. But there is a way, and I think there's a very biblical context for this. I don't have time to get into all of it, but where we can just dump the cup out all at once. And one of the best places for this is worship. Yeah. So if you really understand the heart of worship, yeah. you get in this context, this flow with you and the Holy Spirit, and you're singing and you're praising. And you can be in your home with your earbuds in, just you and nobody else, or you can be in church and this whole thing happens. But there's this transcendent moment where it just kind of oh, lifts. If anybody's like me, you mm -hmm. have those moments where you're in worship and all, all of a sudden like, it's just right. like uncontrollable tears. You're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. You get the ugly cry going the ugly, on. Yeah, the ugly worship. <laughs> right? like, um, yeah, who's you just been can't there? Stop. Yeah, who's been there? Because 
those are moments where we let it, we drain it out. That's you right. know, sometimes I'll, I know kind of what's going on. Other times I'm like, I have no idea where that came from, but obviously I need to let it out. And she, you know, for whatever reasons you need it, yep. needed it for a time. So the other thing that I want to be, I want to be very clear about is there's also practical things that have nothing to do. I don't say nothing to do with the Bible, but they have less like direct scriptural merit. One of those is finding a hobby. One of the reasons that your emotional cup gets too hot is because we don't have the right outlets as far as tools that we can use to just decompress. Shopping counts. It does count if it's not retail therapy, <laughs> right? There's a difference, right? There's a difference between therapeutic and we've gone too far. We've gone into a secondary addictive behavior as it is to taking something that's broken, that's hurting within us and say, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to mitigate these feelings to do a different activity. Working out happens to be that for some people. Mm -hmm. Now that can turn negative too, right? We've all, we all know those meatheads in the gym that just can't get enough. I've <laughs> been there, done that. There's some people that run marathons and it's literally they're running away from their problems. That's not a good thing. But there are moments where we can take activities and we can learn to mitigate and dump out the stress in life yeah. just by doing something. And maybe it's a, a time where you're just walking in the woods by yourself. Maybe it's taking your kids out to play. Whatever whatever maybe you need like to do. Maybe you like to watch movies. Yeah, maybe you like to watch movies and, yeah. and dump out some emotions that way. As long as it's not escapism and it's yeah. just a temporary, okay, I need to settle myself in this activity, then go ahead. I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I love Sunday afternoons oftentimes are my time to kind of just get out of the house alone. That's right. Yeah. I am what a... I like to recharge alone Yeah, <laughs> as much as I love my, true, true my family, right? yeah. but I, I'll go to the store and I, half the time I don't buy anything, do I? No, I just literally no. walk around and it drives him crazy. He cannot go with me <laughs> because it, it, it is good because if he goes with me, I'm stressed. And if I'm there with him, it's him for going. No. And the reason is get done whatever's on the shopping list. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, you've got to come to a place where you can just say, okay, boom, we're going to let go and we're going to find this activity to help us let go. So there's scriptural things that we talked about. There's activity things. And then there's relational things. So one of the big things relationally, and go ahead and start putting your questions and comments in the chat. We can see all those and we'll highlight ones if we need to answer some questions there. Um, but one of the things that you can do relationally is learn how to draw off of another person, yeah. right? So if you're alone, uh, maybe you're single, maybe you're widowed, it is a little bit harder to do. Maybe you have a best friend. Uh, maybe you have someone who's a confidant in your life that you can, you can rely on. But generically in a spousal relationship, this is where the relationship of a spouse really matters. Yeah. It really takes shape where you can learn to draw off of each other. So, right. I find a moment where her emotional cups like way up here and there's things that I can do in her life to help mitigate and bring that down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's doing stupid things like the laundry. Sometimes it's making dinner. Sometimes it's doing this other um, conversation we have to have. So, but, but we have to know our spouse well enough to say, okay, you're stressed. You, you've got too much going on. How do I help? And then we have to be honest with ourselves to say, okay, spouse, you heard my heart cry. Now, how do I get through this? How do I help mitigate this stress? And right now, listen, there's a sense of panic around the world. There's a sense, it's going to go away very soon. Trust me, even if it's the end of the month, that's very, very soon comparative to living through world wars yeah. and everything else that we've lived through. Um, but in the scope of time, that's not very long at all. Uh, so it's going to go away very soon. The point is that we have to learn to have mechanisms within our life and within our everyday that we can learn to manage the stress. Otherwise, it eats you alive. I know. Right? And, you know, with everything that's gone on in the past couple of weeks, you know, you can feel quite a bit of anxiety and stress. That's right. You know, and I find it. It comes, yeah. the anxiety comes from, yep. and I, 
don't understand what's going on. And when I, I'm out of control and there's something that I can't control, like, you know, it gives you this sense of anxiety at times. Yep. And I don't know if anyone out there is like me, but I have to, you know, coach myself through that. Hey, you know, I have to bring the word of God into my life, into my heart. Not that it's right. always there, but sometimes I need some more encouragement to help myself say, hey, you know, this anxiety isn't going to control me. That's right. You know, my trust and my faith is in God. It is not in what, you know, the pandemic out there with the news. I'm not concerned and want the best and I want to make choices, but I'm going to, my security is in God. My right. trust is in him That's and right. what the scriptures say. And I know that that is real and I know that it's true and I believe it with my whole heart. Yeah, and Evelyn posted positive vibes and that's that's really what we're talking about. Learning how to share and give off those positive vibes to really tell each other and encourage each other. Hey man, we can get through this. Yeah, we can, we can we can scale this mountain. We can get through this moment of tension. We can get through this moment of hurt and issue. Uh, again, when you feel frustrated, when you feel like it's just the whole world against you, when you feel like you can't get around some of these emotional issues, that's when it starts to become man. This, this feeling we're going to explode. And the point is, we will get past that so that we're not stuck in that cycle of always feeling like we're going to just blow up. Yeah. And again, we get in these cycles. And the more you use your cup wrongly, and I'm, I'm going to use the analogy of the emotional cup because I think it's the best one to use. It really is. But the more that you don't learn how to use that cup, the smaller and smaller it gets. Mm. So you can have this massive container and an ability to manage all kinds of wild and crazy yeah. emotions. If you've learned how to manage that emotional, uh, your emotional well-being, if you've learned how to manage it for a long period of time, you can learn how to manage it at greater degrees. Mm -hmm. But if you blow up at every instance, all of a sudden that fuse gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And again, for some of you, it's literally blowing up, screaming and yelling. For others of you, it's you know running hiding. away from your problems and hiding <laughs> or buying or eating or whatever. Uh, but we have to learn how to control that emotional flow. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there's different types of religions and they'll call things like centering or Zen or uh, different, um, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Different uh, programs will have different words for it. But we need to come back to a place where we do get centered emotionally. And for Christians, the center point is always Christ Jesus. Yeah. The center point of those good vibes is always Jesus himself, mm -hmm. where we find ourselves connected to the Savior, and then we run through this list, release the tension in our life. So we start with scripture, we start with the scriptural motivations, we start with worship, we start with centering ourselves on the Bible, who God is, and then we start with activities and other things that help mitigate emotion, and then we move into our relationships and our spousal relationships to really help us mitigate. So again, we want to know if there's any questions or comments we can help anybody with. Um, I don't really see any in the chat right now, but I'd love to connect you with you. You guys are really Give smart. A moment. You are really smart. <laughs> questions, comments, maybe how you deal with uh, different things yeah. that are going on in your life. We'd love to see that. I see Nancy's watching. Maybe she's got some good advice there. Nancy. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing any, any, any fingers typing, so <laughs> hard for us when we don't see everything uh, in real time, but... Um, Anyway, again, throw those throw those comments up there because we would love we'd love to connect with you on that level. So, again, one of the things that that as we're moving through this time of panic, we've got to come to a place wholeheartedly where we say, okay, panic stops here, mm -hmm. right? So our emotional cup might be full. We might be mitigating different steps, but we've got to come to a okay. Emotionally, we are done. We're going to get through this, and we're going to stop the tension. So, what's the? Uh, I think Linda posted something there. Go ahead and read that for me. It says most I know need to learn to identify 
to identify that there's fear and need help pinpointing the feelings. Amen. Amen. So I think that's very good, Linda, that most people, they need to identify where the fear comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Centralize the idea of the fear. Yeah. Where, why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of dying? Are you afraid of being hurt? Are you afraid of pain? Are you afraid of loss of a loved one? Like identify the specific fear that you're feeling. And then again, learn to mitigate those fears, learn to pinpoint why and how we see those fears so that we can deal with them appropriately. So we're not lying to ourselves. We're not just masking things and going through life. We're actually finding things to pinpoint and dealing with them. You know, what I found too, kind of through this pandemic is when you say that you're not fearful and that you're not worried, you know, and that your trust is in God, oftentimes people take that as an attitude of you not caring about other people. That's right. And you know, that is not it at all. We're very concerned, you know, very concerned, but we also know that at the end of the day, you know, we have our trust in God and we are not going to be scared or fearful of, you know, yep. the coronavirus or whatever right. the situation is. And oftentimes when people are saying, hey, you know, you hear someone say, fear not, and they're like, oh, no, don't act like that. You know, you act like you're better than that or yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, we're, we are centering, we are focusing on God and trusting right. and who we believe in. It's not a negative to have confidence in God. That's right. It's not saying that you don't care about others. And I think we can do a balance of that. And we have, we need to be concerned for people and we need to do, make good choices right. and use wisdom. The Bible is very clear that we need to ask and seek for wisdom. That's right. And so when we ask and seek for wisdom, we make good choices with that. But I think so many times you see kind of, even on Facebook, kind of the fights back and forth. It's come on. Drives me crazy. I'm like, you know, we need to have confidence in who God is and not be afraid to have that confidence and share that confidence with other people without the backlash of people saying you don't care for others. It's That's not right. it at all. It's, it's not we it want to share that confidence and that mm -hmm. that confidence. Want to inspire have in God. that in other yeah. people. So uh, Lauren made a, a really cool comment here about the idea of Bible journaling or journaling in yeah. general. It's a very, very, very good way to just get something off your chest. Again, it's one of those mechanisms that we can use to decompress mm -hmm. and to de-escalate. And man, I would encourage you, if that's how you decompress, if that's how you de-escalate, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Like get that journal not to on your thoughts and your feelings sometimes scripturally that's the only, through that yeah yeah sometimes the only way we're actually honest with ourselves yeah right sometimes we can't even be honest with ourselves in our own head yeah but when we write it down we're like oh here's my real thoughts here's my yeah. real feelings yeah. i didn't realize that i was you know that's where i was at that's right and and uh tim also said that we need to seek wisdom and yeah. that's very true we need to seek wisdom and understanding in the context so when fear mounts when emotions mount when uh the context of tension mounts in our emotional core we do need to seek wisdom and what is god's actual plan and purpose mm -hmm. so that we're not just running roughshod through life we're not just whatever happens happens right we're intentional that wisdom is going to guide right. us that the plan of god is going to guide us and that again ultimately if we're using the steps here to mitigate uh, some of these feelings that ultimately wisdom is going to lead us to that best path. And mm -hmm. I think that's a great, great suggestion, Tim. You know, Leanne wrote, she said she's shocked at the level of panic among believers. Yeah. And I, conc I concur. I concur. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a weird way to my say it. Poor Venus. I know. Anywho, I agree. You know, it's true, you know, but I think it kind of goes back to what I had talked about earlier, that anxiety of this fear of what that's we right. don't know. And so that's where, you know, curbing, going back to what we do know. And so this, who we know. And, who we know. Well, that too. And so many times when something like this happens, 
where our true faith lies comes out really quickly. Right. Do we truly believe in the God that we speak of? Do we truly believe that he's got us? Do we really trust him and who he says that he is? Yep. Or do we let ourselves get consumed with, you know, the panic, the fear? That's you right. know, at the end of the day, we know who our trust is in. We know who we're going to spend eternity with. That's and right. So, Scripture says, I know in whom I have believed. Right. Right. So it's not just that, that we have okay. this belief system. 